the scientist father of a teenage girl and boy accidentally shrinks his and two other neighborhood teens to the size of insects. Now the teens must fight diminutive dangers as the father searches for them. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Ruining Our Childhood, childhood. a weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. Yes, that is us. Mm -hmm. That is the podcast, Ruining Our Childhood. Absolutely. Me, Ashley. And me, Ryan. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And this week we are doing another movie from... Disney Plus, and this time we actually did check to make sure we could watch it. Learned our lesson. Yeah. Um, if you didn't listen to the last episode, uh, we tried to watch The Big Green on Disney Plus, only to find out it wasn't available. Yeah. But we watched it nonetheless. Yeah. So, this movie is a 1989 classic, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. That's insane that this came out 30 years ago. Yes. Hit us with some 1989 facts, because I don't know if we've done a movie set made in 1989. I don't think we have. This movie was released on June 23rd of 1989. It had an $18 million budget, and it grossed $222.7 million at the box office. At the time, it was Disney's highest grossing live action film, and it held that record for five years. Wow. Which is just nuts. Some facts about 1989 popular TV shows were The Cosby Show, Roseanne, and Cheers. And I found it interesting, the actual number five most popular show for the year was America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, okay. Which, still on. Uh, The number one song for the week the movie came out was New Kids on the Block, I'll Be Loving You Forever. Nice. A couple other hits were Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli and Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fire, which I love. Top movies at the box office for 1989 were Batman, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and Lethal Weapon 2. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was actually the number five highest grossing film for the year. Awesome. Yeah, it was a good year for cinema, though. Yeah. What was your earliest memories of this movie? I definitely didn't see it in theaters, Mm -hmm. to my knowledge, because in 1989, I was about three years old. Mm Mm-hmm. But we did have it on VHS. We owned it. I watched it a lot. Because I want to say when I was a kid, we didn't have tons of movies. My dad got really into collecting movies. And as I mentioned before, he also liked to record movies off TV. So we had mm-hmm. a bunch of random movies recorded on VHS. But he started like buying more movies when DVDs came out. Mm-hmm. I literally had like four VHSs I would rotate. Mm-hmm. And it was E.T., a good one. The Jetsons movie. Nice. Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. And I feel like I would watch The Little Mermaid a lot, too. If we're All good about movies. Disney. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely one of the ones that I watched quite a bit. But I haven't seen it maybe in a good 20 years. I'm thinking the same thing here. I don't remember seeing it in theaters either. I, I do remember seeing uh, the sequel in theaters. Because I was a little bit older. So I that's when I started having some of the memories. One of the things I remember about this was 
Disney, we would go to the theme parks. Yeah. And at Hollywood Studios, they had the playground, which was really cool when I was a kid, where it was set up as if you had got shrunk. Right. So there was gigantic Cheerios, a gigantic Super Soaker, and it was really fun. You're you're in Blades of Grass. And Blades of Grass, yeah. yeah. And down to when we went about five years ago with our nephews, they still had it, and they went and played on it and had a Blasty Blast. Yeah. But they had made an attraction at Epcot where it was Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Mm-hmm. And it had Rick Moranis and I think Eric Idle was in it too. And that was a lot of fun. But they also had this thing at Hollywood Studios where you would be like flying on a bee. Where they would just kind of show you how they do some of the special effects. So they had this gigantic bee and they would strap somebody to it and make it you know, green screened and stuff like that where it was flying away. But it made a huge impression on me having all of these attractions at theme parks and the movie. I loved the movie, but I I just don't know when I first saw it. I definitely love the movie. I mean, I didn't go to Disney World until I started dating you mm-hmm. slash married you. Yes. But I do remember that attraction. They took it out, right? Mm-hmm. Sad. They replaced it. Well, it, ironically, it replaced Captain EO, uh-huh. and then it, Captain EO replaced it. Oh. When they brought it back when Michael Jackson passed away. No, it's some of the playground. Oh, yeah, they did take the playground. It's yeah. where the Star Wars is now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. those rides do look amazing. They, they, they the do. The new rides they in do. Star Wars. So, I guess it's a trade-off. Yeah. As an adult, you get better use out of going to a cool ride instead of a playground where they kind of look at you funny if you're 30 years old trying to go down that little slide. <laughs> I just remember when we were there with our nephews and... You saying, like, I remember this being a lot bigger when I was a kid. Because <laughs> it hurt to, like, get down and crouch and walk yeah. and stuff. I was like, it seems so much bigger when I was a kid. Uh, uh, and then I remember they had a slide. It was a film strip. Yeah. And when we went with our nephews, they had a cast member standing there, and it was roped off. And I was like, why is that closed? And he was like, it gets really hot at this time of the day because the sun is hitting it directly. And I was like... You guys didn't close it when I was a kid. I went down that and burned my butt. <laughs> that just shows you the difference between kids that grew up in the early 90s and the kids that grew up today. Yeah. They're like, we don't care about your butt. You can singe your butt. It's okay. It's a lesson learned. Yeah. It makes check you this, tougher. Check the slide. I mean, we had metal slides when we were kids. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Now they're plastic, which is probably still... Still hurts, I'm thinking, during the summer. Somewhere, like, here in Arizona, it probably doesn't matter, but, you know, in other states where we grew up, where there's four seasons, yeah, plastic isn't that bad, but... No. Here, burn your butt. Yeah. So, do you think this film is going to hold up? I think some of the special effects are going to be pretty bad. Yeah. But I think... I'm going to say it's going to hold up. I loved Rick Moranis when I was a kid, so I think I'm going to get a lot of the nostalgia feel. Like, I, he was in a lot of the movies I really liked. I think some of it, they're not going to maybe rely so much on green screen, and maybe they did sets, so it won't be as cheesy. I honestly can't remember. The only thing I remember from the movie is them being afraid of the ants. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if it... I'm pretty sure it was sets. Uh, like, a lot of the stuff was sets, so if it... I agree. If it sets, then I think it will hold up better. But if they rely a lot on early 90s or late 80s technology, yeah. then I don't think it's going to hold up. That Exactly. The story, I think, will hold up. Yeah. Because it's something 
funny and silly. And when I was a kid, I think I had a legit fear, also a little jealous that they got shrunk. I don't know why. Because they got to go on this adventure. I think yeah. that's it. I, I was kind of the same way because when I would go play on that playground, I was like, man, it would be cool to be this tall. For about five seconds, I think it would be cool. Yeah. And then you you have to be afraid of people stepping on you. Or... Yeah. I did see, uh, actually yesterday, they are talking about doing a reboot. Surprising. And uh, Josh Gad is in talks to star in it. Okay. So. I like Josh Gad. I love Josh Gad. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. But... They could probably do a lot with it as far as, like, the technology of special effects and stuff. But... Yes. I don't know if it's necessarily needed. I mean, how many sequels did they make of this movie? Like four or three? And then they had there a was, TV show. Yeah, I was going to say there was Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And then I remember Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Yes. And then I do remember the, the TV show, which had Peter Scalar. Yes. From Bosom Buddies. That's true. I, I was a little, I think, too old that I only watched maybe an episode of it. I was not big into the TV show. I watched... A lot of... I think it was on Saturday mornings, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. Remember when, like, ABC had the... More of the live-action shows? They had, like, Fudge. Did Ooh. you ever watch Fudge? It sounds familiar, but I don't... Oh. I can't place it. Well, fine. <laughs> but you also had never seen Recess? I had not. Mm-mm. And I, I had introduced Ryan to Recess, guys. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a amazing. great show. It's a yeah. great cartoon. Very There's a lot of jokes that are, are for adults randomly, mm -hmm. like references and stuff. And I just like any shows that are kind of over dramatic. Yeah. Or they take they take recess so seriously, and it's amazing. It gives me flashbacks, and I when we're watching it, I think back to my like recess days, yeah. and I was like, man, I wish I still had recess. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I gonna do? Go down a slide? <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> but you mentioned this is on Disney Plus. And but it's not anywhere else, though, correct? The, yes. Okay. This movie, Honey Shrunk the Kids, is only on Disney Plus, but you can also rent it. Oh, okay. Or buy it on the various platforms. But if you don't want to pay for it, it's on Disney Plus, guys. Yes. And we can watch it because we checked. We double checked. So we're gonna go ahead and hit the pause, pause, and go watch Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and we'll be back to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay, and we just finished watching the movie, and now we're going to break it down with our categories. Like we always do. Yeah. And first thing we're going to do is do a little category called Well, Hello There, where we talk about any famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the film. And who did you notice? There wasn't as many as I was hoping, but Same. the first one that I noticed was Matt uh, Frerer. Mm -hmm. He plays Russ Thompson, or Big Russ. Big Russ. And he's the father of the Thompson boys, the mm -hmm. neighbors. And I remember him, but I also was watching the movie thinking, he looks really familiar. What else have I seen him in? And the one thing I remember him from is the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Mm -hmm. He was one of the people trapped in the mall. Because I remember going to see that movie in theaters and going, I'm pretty sure that's the guy from... Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. That's crazy. I did not... I kept looking at him thinking he looks familiar, and when I went and looked at his uh, Wikipedia, I saw he was on Orphan Black. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then most recently, he's he was on Fear of the Walking Dead, which we don't... We 
only watched like the first season of that. Yeah. And uh, I did see he played Max Headroom, which was like an 80s guy. I know if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, okay. And I, th- they said that's what he's most famous for was playing Max Headroom. Oh, okay. To me, the most famous thing he was in was this. Yes. It's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Agreed. Um, who was your f- first one that you noticed? Uh, the first one I noticed, and we both were looking at her trying to figure out what we knew her from, and that's uh, she played Diane Zelensky, which was the mom of the Zelenskys and uh, Rick Moranis' wife. Mm-hmm. And she was on Welcome Back, Cotter. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking she looked like the wife from parenthood with steve martin i like steve martin's wife but uh-huh. if i go to look i bet you she looks nothing, <laughs> she looks nothing like her like she looks but so- i think i just seen this movie a lot when i was a kid that some of these people like the two besides the ron thompson who mm-hmm. is the younger brother mm-hmm. of the neighbors the older boy looks familiar and he doesn't act Mm-mm. and even the younger Zelinsky nick looked familiar and he doesn't act anymore so I think it's just one of those things where I've seen this movie so many times that I'm like, oh yeah, they look familiar from this. Before we watched it, I was trying to think who the kids were, and I had it in my head. The Zelensky daughter, Amy, was played by the girl from Jurassic Park. This was just me (laughs) casting it in my head. I was like, oh yeah, she was in Jurassic Park. The minute the movie started and I saw her, I was like, no, that's not her, you idiot. That's not her at all. Plus, the timetable wouldn't add up because... She was probably around... Maybe a year younger than Amy Zelinsky is. Yeah. In this movie, she's probably a year younger in Jurassic Park four years later. Yeah. Yeah. No, my timeline was not adding up. But I was I, just casting it in my head. But you know what? I, it's funny because when I was a kid, I always got the girl from uh, Jurassic Park confused with the girl in Jumanji, which is Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> <laughs> Until I saw Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, Kirsten Dunst's Jumanji Interview with Vampire, among other things. I could see that. And the other girl, I think, is like a painter now, so she doesn't act. Anyway, back to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I noticed the mom of the Thompsons. Yes. She looked familiar. I looked her up. She was on 57 episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She played Buffy's mom. There we go. She dies. Spoiler alert. Well, way to put that out there, Ashley. Um, anybody that has wanted to watch Buffy has already seen it probably 30,000 times and they know she dies. Touche. But, yeah. But I saw her too and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Buffy's mom. Buffy's mom. So she was playing a teenager's mom in this movie and a teenager's mom almost 10 years later when Buffy came out. But part of the trivia, I was looking at the trivia guys and part of the trivia was that their particular ages don't match up with how old their children are uh-huh. because the father, Matthew Ferrer, would have been 12 when his older son, Little Russ, was born. So that's a, And the mom would have been 14. So it's like um, how Sean Connery plays Harrison Ford's dad in Indiana Jones and the yeah. Last Crusade, and they're like 12 years apart. But to a kid, because I was looking at it, and I looked up his age because... I'm watching this movie, and yeah, his hair's thinning a little bit, but uh, his face looks pretty youthful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he doesn't seem that old, but when I'm watching it as a kid, I'm thinking this guy's super old, because when you're a kid, anybody older than you looks... Old. Super old. How old was he when this was made? Uh, I believe... Let me look. 
He was born in the 60s, I think. He would have been 30 when they made the movie. Did you look it up? Yeah, I looked him oh. up. He was He's 61 years old. So, the, yeah, that kind of makes sense then, what you're saying. Because the other the kid was uh, 17. Little Russ was 17. My next one was Jared Rushton, mm-hmm. who played the younger son of the Thompsons, Ron. And he is uh, most notably Billy from Big. Yes. Which... He's hilarious and big. Mm-hmm. He's pretty funny in this movie, too. He essentially plays a very similar character. Except Billy and Big is way nicer. Yeah. yeah he was kind of a... A little dick. A little bit of a dick, yeah. Yeah, yeah when uh, the movie was over and I was kind of looking up people, because I'm like, they all kind of look familiar. And I realized very few of them are actually familiar to me. When I saw him and I saw he was in Big, I went, oh, that's where he's from. Yeah. That was actually all I came up with. Oh, yeah, me too, because the, the fourth one I had was uh, Christine Sutherland, which is... Uh, Buffy's mom. Yeah. Um, so the next category is called, kids would call it a throwback, we call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion choices, offensive and dated references. Uh, did you have any fashion? I had a couple, which I was surprised. I thought I was going to have a lot more because it is a 30-year-old movie, Um I noticed Ron Thompson, who's the younger Thompson brother, was wearing his hat with the bill flipped up like he's Gomer Pyle. Yeah. Just kind of, but I know people did that back then. Like, I think it was popular to ride your bike with your bill flipped up. I don't know why. I also, it reminds me of Back to the Future 2 when Marty's son has a very similar hat, mm-hmm. which is funny because that movie is set in, what, 2019? Yeah. Or 2018? 2019. Or maybe it's 2015. It is 2015 because... Yes, 2015. Yeah, because it's, it's, they do the exactly 30 years before and exactly 30 years after. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. But it's funny to me that that was like the fashion trend for 30 years from then. I, I agree. There wasn't a lot of stuff to choose from, but I think it's because this movie is set in basically a day. Yeah. And the kids don't change clothes at all. Mm-mm. I noted his Ron's hat and then also... I couldn't decide if Little Russ's hair was a mullet. It was very feathered in the front, and then it was kind of long. Yeah. It was just no, it very definitely dated. Was very mullety. Yeah. It was mullet-esque. Yeah. And then Wayne Zelensky has to go make a presentation, and he was wearing this wool blazer. I know that was probably like a fairly popular look back then, but nobody's going to wear a wool blazer nowadays. Scratchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, thank you. It's very true. The only other thing I noticed was Amy, who's Wayne's daughter. Mm -hmm. She was wearing a lot of pastels. Yes. And they were pink at the beginning of the movie, but by the end of the movie, they were like brown. Yeah. (laughs) So dirty. Not a good look. Did you have any offensive jokes or dated references? I didn't have any uh, offensive jokes. I had a couple dated references. Mr. Thompson gets awoken by... Wayne working on his shrink gun. Yeah. And he gets annoyed and he's like, who does he think he is? Mr. Wizard? It's just like, oh man, that's a dated reference. I don't think Mr. Wizard, obviously I think he's passed away, but I'm not, I don't even think it shows on anymore. I don't even know what that is. Mr. Wizard? No. It was on, they would show reruns of it on um, Nickelodeon in the morning. He would like show kids how to do like science experiments and projects and make a volcano erupt and stuff like like that kind of bill nye but they would be like in a studio and he would show you like hands-on and work with kids whereas i don't feel like bill nye was really like he was out and about that's true yeah but similar 
Yeah, I never saw that. I don't know what that is. Oh. But I just thought he was making up a reference. Nope. He was legit. Interesting. The first thing I noted was just uh, Ron saying tubular, which oh, is yeah. a total late 80s, early 90s reference. But I liked how he was like, he's into construction. Because he said tubular. Yeah. And um, Nick says to his sister, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. Yeah. Which, it's a dated reference, but it isn't. It's a timeless reference. It, it is timeless. Very much so. Nowadays, I would say it's more of a cliche because so many movies have referenced Wizard of Oz that it's definitely gotten to the point where like we get it. The other thing that Ron said, because he was just full of um, amazing things that he would say, uh, was dream on. Yeah. I don't think anybody says that anymore. It's not too dated, but it's dated enough for me to yeah. notice. Very true. That That's all I had, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to note that the amount of times that Amy talks about the mall in the first 20 minutes of the movie, just it kind of dates it just because malls aren't really popular these days. Mm-hmm. And it's like the 80s were a big mall culture. So Definitely. That kind of dates it, but I I get why she wants to go to the mall, because there's a boy she likes, and she's going to meet him, Mm -hmm. but then she's like, call who at the end of the movie, so. Uh, Did you have any, like, offensive jokes? I didn't. I just, there was just a couple times that they were like, your sister's not that bad for a girl, Yeah. or I can't believe she did that for a girl. Yeah. She's a girl. She has a vagina. She can do things. Yeah. That doesn't enable her from <laughs> trying to save your guys' life from an ant. Ron. I also put in this one, so after the kids have been missing a while, Big Russ and his wife decide to cancel their fishing trip. Mm-hmm. And their friends come and the guy's like, you're going to be out 80 bucks. And he's like, okay. And then when they leave, he's like, 80 bucks may non-refundable as if it was like three thousand dollars or something yeah i get 80 bucks is probably a little bit high in the late 80s but your kids are missing yeah it's 80 dollars even if it was a thousand dollars yeah your children are missing yeah calm down about your fishing trip bro 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 do you want to move on yes Our next category is technology. (laughs) We used to do this at the beginning, and every week I'd come up with a joke, and now it's down here, and I don't come up with a joke anymore. Whose fault is that? Mine, because I decided to reorder them. But let's talk about some technology. Okay. (laughs) What technology pieces did you notice? There's quite a few. And there was a lot in the first, like, five minutes of the movie, but I didn't really write any down because a lot of it is just inventions that were in Wayne's. Mm-hmm. And there was some realness to it, but there was also a lot of, like, well, that's not real. But, I mean, there were some, like, clunky computers. Yeah. And just a lot of corded phones. Corded of phones. Of various colors. They, they had a contraption that would dispense dog treats. That's true. And it's pretty sweet. I was thinking that contraption would never have dog treats in it if that was in our house because our dogs would figure it out, figure it out, and <laughs> eat all the treats in yeah. about five minutes. Rupert would be hitting that thing. Yeah. Psh, psh, He'd psh. be so fat. He's already a little chubby. Yeah. I'm a chubby boy. I did find it kind of funny that we kind of talked about it in the beginning of the podcast episode about if there's a lot of CGI, it's probably not going to 
be that great. And there was some that weren't very good, but um, there was the f- scene where Russ, little Russ and Nick are on a bee and mm-hmm. it's flying around the yard. And I actually thought that looked decent. It really did. For being 30 years old. Yeah. The bee looked okay. Mm-hmm. The flying around part looked fine. It did not look choppy. No. It looked pretty decent. Just at the end when they, spoiler alert, they get shrunken and then finally their parents find them. So they fix the machine. They go back to normal. And just that scene where they're going back to their regular size, it looked really... Green scant, grainy. And it, yeah, grainy. Yeah. It was really bad. It was but... really bad. It's weird. I don't understand why that... Because it seemed like the minute they're back to full size is when you notice it. Just show them full size and problem solved. Yeah. It was, yeah. But it was because they were showing the effect yeah. of them going from small to big. Mm-hmm. But it, it almost seems like they used all their money on building really decent sets. Very true. And using some of the CGI in the beginning. But yeah, the, the end scene was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. A couple more of the pieces that I noticed was, I think it was ron jr the adult ron or not adult ron the teenage ron he was listening to a sony walkman only one ron sorry not ron russ Russ. yes apologize russ was uh listening to a sony walkman and then at one point i forget who was carrying it they were carrying like a vcr and it had like a nine inch television on it it was a super small tv okay it was russ it was just weird and really tiny and you could just tell it was a piece of crap i don't think they make tvs that size anymore you could just use your phone at this point or an iPad. That is an excellent point. <laughs> it was probably the size of like a small iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Without the the bulkiness of it. Yeah. That's the one thing I can say about a lot of the technology in the movies that we watch from the 80s and 90s is the bulkiness of all the stuff mm-hmm. is amazing to me. Yeah. That I ever looked at something like my our first computer at home and thinking this is state of the art. And now we have computers that are in front of us that are less than a quarter of an inch thick. Yeah. They're super thin. It's insane. Yeah. It's amazing. That's pretty much all I had other than Tommy, one of the neighbor kids who's come to the Selinsky house to mow the lawn is listening to a Walkman. Mm -hmm. And he's got those really small headphones. That you know he was hearing the lawnmower. And the lawnmower was a remote control lawnmower. Yeah. Cool invention. Pretty cool. Yeah. Now I know we're at Lowe's and they have like a Roomba lawnmower. It just will go around and cut your grass for you. I wouldn't trust that. No. I feel like I would accidentally turn it on while I was near it and then it would be like a final destination situation where I'd die. It rolls up to your leg and it flips up and just starts chopping off your foot. (gasps) Now we got one-legged Ashley. Sad. I wouldn't like that. No, I wouldn't like that either. Uh, I We didn't watch this on DVD. We watched it on Disney+, Plus, but I did want to note the animated credits mm-hmm. were interesting, especially since... So, me and Ryan every year watch, what, like 15 movies for every Christmas? Every Christmas, yeah. All the Harry Potters. Home and Alone. Home Alone. Home Alone 2, of course. Mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation. Yes. Which we started today, and... They have an animated sequence. Mm-hmm. And then we watch this movie, which came out the same exact year, and it has an animated sequence at the beginning. And then I was reading the trivia in uh, Troop Beverly Hills. Also, really? 1989 had an animated sequence. So 
Apparently it was the thing to do. And it was interesting that we read they wrote this movie with Chevy Chase in mind to play Wayne Zelensky. And he, the reason he didn't make this movie was he was making the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. I could not see him being Wayne. No. Mm-mm. He's too... He's pretty suave and cocky. Yeah, he's too cocky. I don't know. He couldn't play the, like, lovable nerd. Yeah. I don't think for that sure. at all. Yeah. There's no way he could do it. Mm-mm. I totally forgot these credits existed, too, by the way. Until I, they got to the typewriter scene, and then I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. The coolest part, though, at first I was like, these are really cheesy. But at one point, it's essentially a shrunken cartoon, and he's getting inserted into normal-sized things, and he's in a toaster. Yeah. And the grates on the toaster were, like, the director's name. Yeah, But they, like, lit up. I was like, that was really neat. It was kind of well done. But at first it started off kind of... But I think the animation was well done. It wasn't like how last week's movie where the big green had the animated goat and it was just kind of inserted into live action scenery. Yeah. And this was like full on cartoon. Mm-hmm. So ironically six years older, but still much better done than the big green. Um, and then also I did want to note that the general music score that they would play while the kids were going through the backyard and the blades of grass Literally sounded exactly like the Goonies. Yes. I even um, said to you, I feel like these kids are running from the Fratellis. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty... Like, I wonder... I, I actually... The reason I looked for trivia, because I was wondering if anybody else noticed that. Oh. Like, how similar it sounded. Yeah. Super but similar. apparently not enough to get sued. Do you want to move on? Yes. The next category is called, Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plot and plot holes. And we name our funniest and cringiest moments of the movie. What did you think about the plot? Not believable. What? Yeah. I know. I got a hot take. I don't think it's believable that someone would shrink their children. Well, if it the technology existed. If the technology existed, I could see it happening. But, but I actually wrote that if the technology existed, I don't see how a baseball could basically make it so the machine worked because at the beginning of the movie the machine was blowing up anything that it was trying to shrink yeah like he was testing an apple and it blew up up the apple ron hits a baseball into the attic where the machine is at and hits a couple things and then all of a sudden it works perfectly yeah that's not really believable but it's a movie so what can you do because if it was nowadays it would have a touch screen that's true so that baseball's not turning that machine on no, because the touchscreen knows when it's touching skin. Exactly. Which is creepy. That's why you have to have special gloves during the winter time to use your cell phone. I don't remember at the beginning of the movie the kids are talking and their parents are having marital problems. Yeah. And I, I kind of get it because if your husband is an inventor and you don't know if he's really good at inventing or not, he's pretty questionable at it. It's it's kind of like, is he going to be able to support me? What's mm-hmm. going on? But I must have, like, zoned that out or not cared because I was It was a very small part of it, and it was kind of glossed over because they immediately make up, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, there's no long-term effect of that. Yeah, the mom immediately comes home and... I I did make a a note that it was like, they're they're okay now that her husband did invent shrinking, and 
they're going to get that money. Getting that cheddar. As Amy pointed out when they were <laughs> when she was walking with Ron. Yeah. She's just like, "Well, my father just invented shrinking, so we're going to be pretty rich." And then he's like, "Oh, I should be nice to you now." <laughs> yeah. Did you have any other things about the plot? No, but I had some holes. Just fill those holes. I'm getting ready to dig them up. Gross. Um when the kids are shrank and they're in the backyard and they come across an oatmeal cream pie and they run over and start eating an oatmeal cream pie that has been in their backyard. Why? When I was a kid, I remember that scene being, oh, lucky. They get yeah. this huge cookie or oatmeal cream pie. They called it a cookie, but it was definitely like a whoopie pie or an oatmeal cream pie. I just went with oatmeal cream pie because you do see a box of oatmeal cream pies sitting on their kitchen counter Maybe earlier in the movie. Maybe they couldn't say it. Yeah. Otherwise, little Debbie would sue them. Yeah. Little Debbie didn't want in on this $220 million success. Apparently not. <laughs> They're like, nope, not don't say her time. name. Yeah. But, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how long has that been in the yard? Yeah. And it's covered with ants. Yes. But I guess if you're not picky. But they've only been in the yard for a half a day at this point. So you're not starving yet. Also, the sizing on that does not work. What do you mean? The oatmeal cream pie in uh, scaling mm-hmm. to the size of like an ant the ant was a pretty good size compared to the, and the kids to the oatmeal cream pie i feel like the oatmeal cream pie would have been much larger the ant was pretty big compared to it so yeah yeah that was a little bit of a inconsistency yeah the other thing i noted was so when wayne realizes that his kids are probably in the backyard cuz he must have swept them into the garbage bag when he was destroying his machine, thinking it didn't work. Mm-hmm. He uses stilts instead. I'm like, that could easily smush your kids, the yes. size that they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little smaller than a your little foot, bit smaller, but, but it's, it's still still, still gonna, gonna kill, kill him. Yeah. Did I have a stroke, or does he at no point go over and check and empty out that trash bag. He does. He does? Okay. Then he looks at it, it and sees that there's a cut slit in it. And then he realizes they must be in the yard. But he didn't empty out that trash bag. No, but I think he just thought, my kids are really smart. So if there's a cut in here, then they're not just hanging out in a trash bag. Okay. Because they did say, when does the trash get picked up? This is true. So. I just thought he should have. Uh... Crack that puppy open and start I think he just had more faith in his children. Touche. Nick is pretty smart. Uh, Nick was very smart. Yeah. Yes. Amy? Eh. Yeah. I don't know if she was She's a smart. girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going with the theme of... Going with the theme yeah. of the movie. She's yeah. a girl. Yeah. I'm just thinking of all the movies, especially in the 80s and 90s, uh, kids' movies that would be like, she's pretty good at that for a girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Touche. <sighs> Did you have any more? I have one. Sure. My last one. So, Wayne realizes his kids have been shrank. And he's out there looking for them in the yard. It's nighttime. He goes inside and goes to bed. Him and his wife do. Then at one point, he's upstairs trying to fix his shrink gun. What? If my kids shrank, I'm going to be outside looking for them all night. I'm not going to bed. But it, it was hard to do it at night. Ugh. No. I felt like they put in... Put in enough time. And then he's upstairs trying to fix his shrink gun. So that when he eventually finds them, he can... Find your children first. You're in a race against time. Is he? They almost drowned because they turn on sprinklers. He knows there's bugs. 
He's seen him. He knows there's ants. That ant could kill his kid. He needs to be a better dad. Auntie would never kill them. Auntie wouldn't, but what about Auntie's cousin Jim? Jimmy. The scorpion? The scorpion. That killed Auntie. Killed Auntie. I totally... I must have blocked that out of my mind because I would probably have been devastated as a child. That's very... I can have attachments to anything. <laughs> Were there any... I'm trying to think if there were, I had any other plot holes. Nope, that was it. Okay. What was your funniest line or moment? My funniest... <laughs> I was reading it because I had like four. Oh. And I always try to pick the best one. I did like when they're shrank and they're in the backyard and they come across a Lego Mm -hmm. and they're super excited and Nick's like, oh, it'll be sweet. It'll be like having a sleepover. And Ron was like, I don't even have to brush my teeth. That's gross, bro. No, when you're a kid, you don't, you're not into hygiene and you don't understand it until you're a little older and you're like, okay, if I don't take care of myself. But he's like 13. But he's a boy. And that was the first thing that came to mind for him, which I thought was funny. He's like, yeah. I don't even have to brush my teeth at this sleepover. My uh, funniest moment was uh, when Wayne does realize that his kids are probably in the backyard. He's climbing on the fence uh-huh. because obviously he's afraid of stepping on them. And Big Russ notices him and he's just sitting there staring at him like... Uh, just judging the shit out yeah. of him. Yeah. It was just his face was pretty hilarious, Big Russ's. He's just like, okay. But he's kind of, they kind of set it up like he's used to this kind of odd behavior. Yeah. From his neighbor who's an inventor. But people judge Wayne Zielinski all the time. They don't just like that he inventing. Yeah. Just because he doesn't have a normal job, mm-hmm. air quotes. Judgy Judgersons. <laughs> what was your cringiest liner moment? We kind of talked about it earlier when... Nick and Russ are attached to the bee, and the bee is flying around. Well, then it's flying right by the neighbor, and it's fly- or by Russ, the neighbor, and flying by Wayne. And Wayne grabs a baseball bat and starts swinging it at a bee. I think we all know when a bee comes by you, you don't swat at it. That's true. And I just also was thinking, what are you actually going to accomplish here with this baseball bat swinging it at a bee? There's one thing I know about... Wayne is that he's not a very athletic person. He's more of an intellectual. Mm -hmm. And he thinks he can hit a tiny-ass bee with a huge baseball bat. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. No. Which is a good thing because your children were on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And they would have died. He would have killed them instantly. They would be splattered on the baseball bat. There was a couple times, I guess it goes along the lines with plot holes, where they fall off things that I'm like, they would totally be dead by now. Yeah. Even when he just sweeps them into the trash can, I'm thinking that they would have gotten smushed by whatever was in the trash can. Because they're so small. That is a very good point. Have you ever killed a bug? It doesn't take that much effort. And they're the size of bugs. Yeah. And they're, so, like, smallest of bugs. Yeah. So, plot hole. Plot hole. Movie. What was your funniest? Or cringiest? Cringiest Sorry. was uh, another kind of insult of Ron to Russ, his older brother. He's like, you're going to let a girl tell you what to do? And But then, it wasn't even that line. It was when he, he makes a face at Amy and he's like, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I said it. What? Yeah. And she's just like, what the fuck? What did I do to you? Oh, and I just have one more, and that was the Zelensky's mother saying to Wayne, Amy and Russ Thompson in the dark, that's something that I'm worried about. 
And I was like, you think your daughter's a whore? You think she's going to take this opportunity? Like, we're shrunken. Probably should get it on. Yeah. While we're here with my younger brother and your younger brother. Of course they did kiss, but they're still children. Yeah. But that kiss was cringy. I put it as my second cringiest because there's a lot of open mouth. It wasn't a movie kiss. No. It was, her mouth was very open. (laughs) They're just like, let's go for it. Let's, (laughs) let's actually make out. Yeah. I don't know. They were dating or something back then. I don't know. Or maybe nobody told them, like, there's a way you, there's a technique you can do yeah. for movie kisses. Nope. Nope. Just go ahead and make out. Go ahead. Go to French class, guys. <laughs> movie <Okay>. reference. <laughs> <laughs> movie reference of this movie. <laughs> Did you have any additional notes? I had a few. We talked about the sets, and they were largely really well done. Right. Down to... When they first get shrank, they're kind of in an attic, and it has wooden slate floors, and there's cracks between the floor. They thought to, like, put dust in there and stuff. It was... The sets were insanely well done. Yeah, for sure. I I totally agree. Even my... I think my favorite one is the one I remember as a kid, mostly, is towards the end, they get inside the house with the help of Quark, who is a very good boy. Yes, he is. And... There, the, uh, Nick is in the Cheerio Bowl because he literally is the one that almost dies a thousand times. Yeah. Every single time they run into an issue, he almost dies. He almost gets pulled up by the lawnmower. Mm-hmm. He is on the bee and almost dies. And he almost gets eaten by his father. Yes. If it wasn't for Quark, who is a very good boy. Saw what was going to happen. Yeah. And bit Wayne Zielinski on yes. the ankle. But... <laughs> The, just the whole scene, I was reading in the trivia that they actually filled the tank, they colored water, and mm-hmm. had like a milk-like substance, and then they built the Cheerios out of inflatable tubes, and I think must have put plaster on them to make them look like More actual texturized. Cheerios. And obviously it doesn't look like the same Cheerios that are in his bowl, because it kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. But it still was really cool when I was a kid. I Definitely. It was really It's really well neat. done. The only part that I really didn't like as far as some of the effects was, for the most part, when they're with Auntie and they're riding the ant, it's pretty smooth moving for a animatronic, I'm sure. But then it was when Auntie and the scorpion are fighting. It was real choppy movement that reminded me of the TV show Land of the Lost when I was a kid. Like the 90s version? The 90s version. Yeah. It was real choppy. It looked like almost like claymation. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what they did. But I agree. That was like one of the effects that I didn't particularly like as well. I almost wish they would have just removed it because then I really would have no complaints about the technology holding up, which is kind of very surprising to me. Yeah. I also thought of the th- scenes with Auntie, which is the big ant that they befriend. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing I thought of It w- was those scenes in this movie when we saw the first Ant-Man and he obviously shrinks down and he has the ant that he rides. Mm-hmm. Antony. Antony. Yes. <laughs> But I I thought of this movie. Mm -hmm. Do you want to move on? Yes. As you know, it is always award season here on Ruining Our Childhood. 
And we give out two awards every week, the first of which is the valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. Whom did you give your award to? I went back and forth a little bit. I knew I was probably going to give it to one of the kids because I think for the most part all the parents were good. Mm -hmm. I ended up giving it to Thomas Wilson Brown, who plays Little Russ, just because I think out of all the kids and the parents, he just kind of was there. He had some scenes, but I just felt like he was just kind of blocked compared to everybody else, and he kind of had this, like, dopey look in his eyes that I just couldn't get over. I thought it was distracting. Yeah. Like, he was scared to be in this movie. I don't know. Yeah, he was not good. Yeah. No. I, I gave mine to Matt Freever, okay. uh, Russell, the dad, and it was more about the way his character was because I went it was very hard to give out a bad actor and which I was a little surprised but he was kind of like an abusive husband you could tell he flicks a cigarette into his neighbor's yard for no reason he just was a total douchebag he just reminded me of somebody that was just overly masculine and he doesn't get why his neighbor is into science, he thinks he's a crackpot, mm-hmm. and all he cares about is fishing, and he gets mad at his son for quitting the football team, or not making the football team, yeah. as he thinks. Because he was good. Yeah. And yeah, he... It kind of reminds me of how, like, some fathers are. Yes. But I kind of made a note earlier, but I forgot to say it, that when I was a kid I hated him so much, because he was such a dick, mm-hmm. and he's still a dick in this movie, until yeah. the very end. Till the very end. But I, I did think there was parts of his character that were kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I agree. He... Down to when he finds out his kid was shrank. He doesn't do anything to help. No. He's doesn't... more mad and threatens Wayne. Yeah. Like I'm surprised he didn't threaten to sue him. Because, like I said, Wayne is coming into that... I just invented a shrinking machine money. He's <laughs> coming into that big bucks money. Yeah. Um, the next award is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give yours to? I gave it to Rick Moranis as Wayne Zelensky. I He was the one part of the movie that I remembered from when we talked about doing this. I knew I very much enjoyed him. And honestly, every movie I saw with Rick Moranis as a kid, I always liked. Mm -hmm. And I know he retired from acting about 20 years ago, and it always bums me out that he did not make more movies. He's such a delightful, lovable character in movies. I agree. Like, I've loved every movie that he's been in. Mm -hmm. But do you think he would have worn out his welcome eventually if he didn't retire, like most comedic actors do? He might have. Eventually. <laughs> he might have. I mean, I wouldn't say not every single one wears out their welcome, but I think eventually there's just somebody that's more of an it person. But I think that co- goes with any kind of actor. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually you're going to be replaced with a younger, slightly better version of yourself. Yeah. I mean, it also would have been interesting to see if maybe he would have transitioned into, like, more serious roles. Because, like, Jim Parsons plays... A lovable nerd on Big Bang, but then also Jim Parsons is in a lot of serious movies. Yeah, like he's he was he in Hidden Figures, and... and he's he's a really good actor. Which I think Rick Moranis was a really good actor, but he only in that time would get hamstrung as being the lovable nerd. He's he's like a smaller guy, and he just mm-hmm. looks 
like a perfect nerd. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. He was really good. I didn't give it to him, and the only reason I didn't give it to him was because I didn't think his part was as big as I remembered as a kid. That's true. It's it is a little more focused on the kids. Mm-hmm. I would say overall, I gave mine to Robert Oliveira, uh, uh, Oliveri. I want to say Oliveira, but it's Oliveri, mm-hmm. and that's Nick. Yeah, Zelensky. I thought he was really good for a kid of his age, mm-hmm. and since he was the only always the one in danger, he screamed a lot, and having seen a lot of shitty kid acting from our new podcast are we still afraid of the dark yes i had to get that in there uh-huh he he can scream pretty loud and he was kind of sarcastic sometimes and he was a little bit of a smart ass and i thought he just pulled it off really well and it's kind of surprising that that he doesn't act Mm-mm. anymore because i thought he was naturally good at it it's interesting because we're we're done quite a few movies where there's a kid actor in it and largely, the kid actors have been very good. Yeah. And in this movie, they let the kids almost carry the film. It focuses largely on them. Like you said, Rick Moranis plays a smaller part than what we remember. Mm-hmm. But then I think back to last week, we did The Big Green. And for some reason, they didn't let these kids who had already been in a proven movie where they carried it and yeah. were really good in it. They didn't let them carry that movie, which was interesting. Yeah. It's like Disney sometimes lets the kids carry the movie or they don't. Like in Heavyweights, I think there's a lot of strong kid actors and they focus primarily on them. I feel like that was because they had seen the guy who played Goldberg in two Mighty Ducks movies and Kenan Thompson was in one of the movies and they saw like, oh, these kids have comedic timing. Yeah. But yeah, that's an excellent point. Ben Stiller is a huge name in Hollywood, but he still manages to almost play second fiddle to these children in that movie. For sure. But yeah, so we can move on to answering the question, Mm -hmm. does this movie hold up to adult standards? What what do you think? I thought the movie held up pretty darn well. My biggest worry was technology and because I think they had more of a reliance on sets and not so much going the green screen route really helped out because if they had gone the green screen route we saw it just real briefly when they get blown back up and it looks terrible yes so i thought that that part held up and like you said the kid acting wasn't bad it was kind of hard to find a bad actor in this yeah i agree i think the only i i agree that it did hold up i kind of wish there was a little more dialogue sometimes between the kids i always felt like they were always getting in danger Mm -hmm. but i did like one of my favorite parts was when the kids get separated. Uh, little Russ and Nick are on the bee. Yeah. And Ron and Amy are together, and he's just a dick to her. Yeah. Like, I thought their dynamic was really funny. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, the movie was still enjoyable. I think if you showed this to kids, they would think it was fun. Mm-hmm. Because, and like you said, the sets, some of the sets were really, really detailed. The first scene that they're shrunken down with the floorboards and the dust. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think overall that really helped. When they first enter the yard and they're sliding down blades of grass. Yes. It's just, it's really well done. I hate that it seems like nowadays there isn't a lot of live action kid movies anymore. I feel like there's an opinion in Hollywood that kids only watch animated movies. Yeah. But 
we saw last summer, you had shown our nephews a couple movies from when we were growing up, specifically Newsies. They loved it. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know not every kid's the same, but I'm like, like you said, if you showed this to kids, they would really enjoy this movie. Yeah, I think they would. Yeah. So, good job, honey, I shrunk the kids. Good job. Well done. We didn't ruin our childhood. High five. That was a very quiet high five. Well, I didn't want to smack our hands and really make it like, boosh, on the microphones. That's true. So, thanks for listening, guys. As always, if you can... Hit us up on our social media mm-hmm. at Facebook at Ruining Our Childhood. Over on Twitter at ROC Movie Podcast. And also on our Instagram at Ruining Our Childhood. Mm-hmm. And also, if you have a moment and you're listening to it on an app that has a like button or subscribe button or a review button, go ahead and hit us up with a review. Yeah, please. Let us know you're listening. Yeah. We appreciate it. Also, if you have suggestions for movies you would like to us to review, yeah. throw them up there. Also, I did want to ask, because we are in December, mm-hmm. I, I, I did want to know what everybody's favorite Christmas movie is. I know we just talked a little bit about our some of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Definitely Home Alone is, is one of mine that I do need to watch every single year. For sure. And then me and Ryan have a couple of... Uh, our cheesier ones that we love, like Holiday in Handcuffs with Melissa Joan Hart and... Mario Lopez. I don't know why we love that movie so much. It's actually not that bad compared to some of the ones that I... I watch a lot of Hallmark ones, Mm -hmm. Lifetime ones. Freeform. Yeah, that are just overly cheesy, but Holiday in Handcuffs is not not bad. Yeah. It has a decent cast. has, um... Kyle Howard. Kyle Howard, the... The guy who played George W. Bush on That's My Bush. Yeah. And uh, Marky Post from yes. Night Court. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah, good movie. Decent, decent cast. Yeah. Very watchable. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, go to our social media and let us know what your favorite holiday movie is that you have to watch. For sure. And also, do you want to tell them what we're going to do for Christmas? Yes. We kind of went back and forth. We were trying to come up with and do like what we did for Halloween, where we did a month worth of horror movies. And we realized we rewatch way too many Christmas movies every year. So there's not like we can go back and watch Home Alone for the first time in 20 years. Nope. We watch it every year. So for the week of Christmas, we're going to do Die Hard. Yes. We don't watch it every year. No. It might be sacrilegious to some people. Yes. But it's not our every year Christmas movie. Mm -mm. Every once in a while. I think we talked about it. We have watched it one time together. Oh. I feel like we've seen it more. Maybe just in my lifetime I've seen it more. Well. But we're going to go ahead and watch that for the podcast. A little critical eye, folks. Yeah. And it will be out on Christmas Eve, maybe? Yeah. That Tuesday. So it'll be a little Merry Christmas to everyone who likes our podcast. And for next week, we'll, we'll figure it out. But Yeah, we'll figure it out. Figure it out. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. And don't forget to check out Are We Still Afraid of the Dark? Our TV podcast where we... Re- I can't talk. Where we rewatch the 1990s classic Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. So check that out, and again, see you later. I'm going to say goodbye for the 30th time. Bye. Bye.